What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Uh, this is nice. Eric's not here. There he is. The Mendy here and joined by the Triple Play crew. We got Doc. We got LC. We got Marty Party. Fellas, another great week of baseball. Another ton of topics to talk about. Doc, how are you doing? Did you get your pee out? You were a little late getting back to the show. <laughs> You said you were going to do the intro. I did. It was 30 seconds. Oh, my gosh. I hate you so much. <laughs> curse, curse me in my small bladder. I, I think you went twice before, like, the last 15 minutes before we went on. So No, no, no. The other one was a dump. Yeah, that, that's just as good, too. <laughs> Marty Party was the one consistently on camera the whole time. Had his show notes all prepped and ready to go. How are you feeling, buddy? How was it watching Miguel Cabrera's 3,000 hit in person? That was absolutely incredible. Um, I was able to get, I got there like 30 minutes early just in case I would not leave my seat. I had my hot dog. I was not going anywhere. He did it on the third pitch, a little, you know, another seeing eye single that he's done so many times. Uh, 3,000 hits. They stopped the whole game. Jose Iglesias is hugging him. His family's there, hugs and kisses. It was absolutely incredible. So much fun. Yeah, you, I like that you put the video on Twitter because I felt like I was there. Yeah, and that's that's cool. the best part about things. Real quick, and the worst remember. part of that was was that a lot of people. I'd say the stadium was only like sixty percent full. Most people missed it. They were still getting in. Oh man. Yep, because it was so early in the game. Well, you were there. That's what matters. You're the only yep. Tigers fan. And I know Marty that shed was a tear if you remember last week, David. They were yeah, he tears. He did. Oh, LC's uh, LC's face is still not on camera. I don't know when that ever that's getting fixed. That's why our ratings are down so much. LC, <laughs> are you ever going to get your face on camera again? I have no uh, tech uh, idea how to fix this. I have tried restarting the computer at least two times, and that's the only thing I know to do. So you're not uh, going to your settings. Um, you restart a computer to fix it. And if that doesn't work, you call someone else who knows what they're doing. That's hey, that's that's my rule. Hey, Art, your age is showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at least I can go more than fifteen minutes without peeing. Ah, yeah, I can. I can at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, we are now into week three of the baseball season, and things are really just all coming together. We're watching. These guys that are coming out of the woodworks looking like they might stick. We're seeing some regression. We're seeing a lot of different movers and shakers in these first three weeks. And as you know, each and every single week here, we're going to tackle the big stories. We're going to give you waiver wire pickups, streamers. We're going to give you bring on your dead because that's uh, one of our favorite segments here. Weekend warriors, all that and more coming in another great episode of Triple Play Fantasy. But we're going to start off first with, of course, the rundown and all right so we always start off with the players that wowed us over this last week and i added another player in here i usually do about eight but we have nine this week starting off with anthony rizzo i had to make sure i got this one in for our guy lc last seven games of 400 423 1,080 slash line, five home runs, 10 RBIs, eight runs, two doubles, a stolen base, and three strikeouts. 
He had a three home run game yesterday versus the Baltimore Orioles, averaging 350 feet. That is actually the lowest, according to Sarah Langs, in the StatCast era for an average of three home runs in a game. Uh, that's, that's pretty low. And then he's pulling the ball right now at a career high 58% of the time. So when you're in Yankee Stadium, that short porch that he can pull to, it's pretty easy to see why he'd be pulling the ball so much. He's leading the major leagues in home runs right now. Elsie, he's your guy. Even though he's not on the same team anymore, you've watched Rizzo for years. Wait, wait, well, he is not his guy. Art trashed him preseason. Okay, well, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you then, Doc, because if you want to... No, no, wanna... save me for the next one. Save me for okay. the next one. Go, go to LC uh, well, well, we'll bring in... Uh, our guy Albert's checking in here. Is Rizzo a sell high based off his eight home runs leading the major leagues right now? Uh, would you sell high? Or do you think he's somebody that could be locked in as a top 12 first baseman rest of season, LC? I mean, I, I don't think you're going to get... A, a sell high return on him because he's old and people kind of know who he is. I think people have an idea. If you have someone in your league who sees what he's doing and is willing to give you something that you really need for him, absolutely do it. Now's the time when his value is at its highest, but I don't think you're going to get that sort of, I can't believe I got this deal deal on this start for Rizzo. Um, now the 350, uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that Wrigley Field is the longest ballpark down the, down the lines out of all of the, uh, ballparks in Major League Baseball. It's 355 down the left field line, 353 down the right field line. If he's able to just pull and poke him out at 350 foot home runs, I mean, I really don't see him having much trouble getting to 30 this season. And he's only gotten a 30 a couple of times in his career. I think he's going to be a top 12 first baseman just because of his bat skills and the fact that the power is going to be um, bumped up by hitting in Yankee Stadium. Would you guys rather have Anthony Rizzo or Joey Votto rest of season? Rizzo. Rizzo, yeah. Rizzo. I feel like they're in a similar spot there. So to answer your question, Albert, I think you could sell high, but it would be depending on who you're trying to get back. Um, I think that's always like you have to have context to it. Like if you can sell high and get a, a definitely a player that's like, I'm thinking Trevor Story. Trevor Story is struggling mightily right now. Like if you could flip Anthony Rizzo for a Trevor Story. Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. I mean, he's starting to heat up a little bit, but same type. Of, yeah, like I would do those type of things for sure. Especially uh, before you, his back spasms kick in. Yeah. Next guy here. Doc had him on his hitter streamers last week. Jock Peterson, young Jock, 400, 409, 950 slash, three home runs, seven RBIs, five runs, and two doubles, a walk, and five Ks over his last seven games. He's ranked in the top 1% in average exit velocity, X Woba, X batting average, X slug, and hard hit percentage in the major leagues. But the one thing to note about Jock Peterson, he only has three at-bats versus left-handed pitching this year. So if you think this is a new Jock in the sense of he's going to get every day at-bats, that's not the case. He's still sitting against lefties like he was in Atlanta, like he was with the Dodgers. So he's going to play a lot versus right-handed pitching. Doc, we already talked about This is a guy you, <laughs> you talked about. I'm imitating him. That's an ugly face. We talked about this on the hitter streamers last week. What are you doing with Jock Peterson? Are you... Picking him up and just if you see that, let's say the the Giants have three or four righties on a given week, are you going to feel comfortable playing him knowing 
he might only play in half those games? Yeah, so, I mean, figure he's going to face more righties than lefties. Like, that's just the way more pitchers are. Um, but I think you have to ride the wave, and what we've seen from him is real power. And once again, I reiterated this last week, but I think that he's a main beneficiary from the NL having a DH because the two teams you mentioned, last year they had a pitcher, so he might platoon against lefties. So, once again, it, he's another sell-high guy where somebody that might not follow baseball as well that doesn't know his track record. It's just looking at the production this season. See if you can flip him. But I had mentioned last week that he was going to be in the most added out of the three on there. And you said, huh, we'll see. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get out and I'm going to do a quick victory lap so you can continue talking. Good. And I'm going to keep this this on the screen so people can't see you. Uh, next guy here, Marty Tallman. This guy has been teasing us, Ty France. Like, we're going to go take a trip to Paris and see Ty France here. He's killing it the last seven games the 519 batting average 533 obp 889 slug three home runs 12 rbis six runs a double two walks and two k's his expected batting average is 380 which is top one percent of major league baseball his k rate has dropped to 11.4 percent this year his hardest percentage is up three percent and he has zero percent weak contact this season uh, just been somebody that looks like a, a very, I mean, we touted him in the minor leagues for all that he was doing. He's finally putting it together in the big leagues and he's eligible at a couple positions on the infield. Marty, how do you feel about Ty France? Is he somebody that if he's on your waiver wire, you're rushing to get in a 12 team league? And if you have him in a league where you can do trades, are you trying to sell high? Or are you trying to hold on to him for the long term? Um, yeah, so I would hold on to him right now. I don't think anyone's completely buying into Ty France. So I think, I don't think there is much, um, like the market's not as big right now, but what he's doing is absolutely incredible. I think most of us penciled him in for probably 25, 30 home runs easy. But what we didn't expect was his batting average to be this high. I yeah. mean, with the XBA being 380, you know, and him being in the 100th percentile on expected batting average, it's absolutely incredible. And he's not striking out at all. Um, so, I mean, you combine those bat, the bat skills are there. He's not Kang and he's walking actually still at a pretty good clip. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something no one expected. I would say that. Yeah. That's and Toby, sure. I love when Toby checks in here. Cause that's, that's our guy. For those that don't know, Toby's the one who comes up with the awesome graphics every week. And he's a very knowledgeable fantasy baseball guy. Uh, even if he doesn't tweet about it that much, he's, he's a great follow for that. And he's saying Jock Peterson, Eric. He would sell him for a struggling Jesse Winker, and I think that's a good example of a buy high or a basically buy low, sell high with those two. So I think that's that's. I would try to get a little more than just a Jock Peterson for Winker straight up, but I, I think that's like a really good pat. Like we were talking about, it, kind of a good example on yeah. that. And Marty, like we were saying with Ty France, yeah, I mean he's right now getting every day at bats for the Mariners. Yeah, he's hitting two in the lineup day in day out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's going to hit that high in the lineup and he's doing what he's doing, he's a very productive piece for your lineup. You can't can't get rid of him now unless somebody blows you away with an offer. This next guy I want to talk about, Kyle Gibson, who his last start, 5.2 innings, three hits, two earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts against Colorado in Philadelphia. He's got a 25.6K percentage this year, a 17.1% swinging strike rate, which are both career highs by a wide margin. And a big reason for that is they're saying his sinker and changeup movement have dramatically increased. And this is somebody, Kyle Gibson, if you remember, he introduced a cutter last year. And not only was the cutter a pitch that he could use, the speed was in between his fastball and his changeup, but the cutter 
was also a pitch that he was able to throw glove side. And having another pitch go glove side was allowing his other pitches to play off of it a lot better. Because if you can have two glove side pitches, if you go on the inside, you can change hitters' eye levels and just kind of control both sides of the zone. So that was something that was working out really well for him. But that's that movement on his sinker and changeup, which have been a crazy amount of movement, a lot of horizontal movement on the changeup and then vertical movement on the sinker, that's been gigantic for him. And that's why those whiff rates and swing strike rates are so high. I don't know about you guys. Do you feel that Kyle Gibson, is this another, hey, he's outperforming what he is and like you got to sell Kyle Gibson now. We, we call him Meow Mix around here because he throws cat food. But <laughs> is he somebody that like if you have him, are you is this enough of a change where you feel like he can have a mid threes ERA and be a, a nine to ten K per guy guy? I think he that he has had a really nice schedule to start the season. He feasted on Oakland and Rocky Road, Colorado, playing in Philadelphia. Um he wasn't that impressive in his other two starts. So uh, a lot of the a lot of his statistical improvement has happened in those two starts. That you see that the swing and strike, he had 10 Ks versus Oakland, uh, Miami and in Colorado, he did not pitch nearly as well. He did in his first and his last start. I think that he's a team streamer. He's someone you should hold on to. Philadelphia is a good team and he's going to be piling up wins, but I think that you really have to manage his opponents. He's still that type of, uh, of player in my eyes that you have to manage what, when you use him. I don't think we'll sense. see the strikeout upside, but he was six and three with a two eight seven ERA last year and nineteen starts with the Rangers. I know he had a second bad second half with the Phillies, but like we've seen him do this for an extended period of time. I think a mid three ERA is perfectly reasonable to expect the rest of the season from him. Doc, I completely agree. I actually have him in a TGFBI and Glarf um, as a late round flyer. 3.62 ERA in 2018, 3.71 in 2020, and he's about, you know, three and a half right now. So, yeah, he's done it before. Yeah, he, right now his sinker went up six inches of drop. It's gone to now one of the most, uh, as far as inches of drop, it's now one of the highest rated sinkers in the game. And his changeup has five inches of drop itself. So, again, th- those are just things to keep an eye on with somebody like that. You never know when certain things can change here. Uh we got a buddy sports Wikipedia checking in here. This is a new face. What's going on, man? Thank, welcome to the show. Love when we get some new faces here checking this stuff out. We got all these visuals here, which is cool. We don't have on the podcast. All right. Let's get to our next guy on the list here and Jorge Lopez. He, and I had to start minimizing some font on this because there's so <laughs> much good stuff that we have to talk about. <laughs> His last 6.2 innings pitch. He has not given up a run. Kang 11. He's ranked in the top 90% in average exit velocity, expected ERA, hard hit percentage, expected batting average, K percentage, X-Woba, X-Slug, and fastball velo. His sinker is up 2 miles per hour, averaging almost 98 miles per hour, with elite movement of 2.2 inches of break. It's also gone from a minus 7 run value to a, or I'm sorry, to a plus 7 run value to a minus 2 run value, which is a big swing in that pitch. He's got increased velocity. He's looking like the next big closer. And he plays for Baltimore, where I know saves aren't necessarily going to happen a ton. But the stuff is there. And he's got the job, which is, in this day and age, to say someone has the closing job all to themselves, that's huge. So I got to ask you guys, anybody can step in here. Jorge Lopez, 
what are you doing with it? Do you guys buy what we're seeing with him? Because I'm all in on him personally. I mean, I like him, and I think you point out a really a lot of really good stats. And actually, seeing him pitch like in person, he looks really good. At, but it, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's just not going to be a lot of opportunity for saves. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that had a 6.07 ERA for the Orioles last year, and he's again the the fastball or this the overall velocity increase that he has. Uh, his strikeout rate has jumped from 20% to 35%. He wasn't he hadn't allowed a home run this year after giving up 25 last year. Only two hard hit balls allowed. Um, these these types of numbers mean something to me. And we've seen with so many pitchers, once uh, uh, the velocity goes up, they change. They become different types of pitchers. So if if anybody needs save saves, this is this is somebody that you know is going to be the guy in Baltimore. He could even get traded necessarily. Like, Right now, I think he has a year and a half more of control. He could get traded at the deadline to a team that needs a closer and get even more value. So I think you got to pick him up. And uh, as Toby said, you pick him up, ride the wave, trade him two weeks before the deadline when he becomes a setup man, probably. I mean, if you think about this too, like the Orioles traded Salser before the season started, who we thought was going to be the closer. Those obviously saw something in Lopez. Yeah. I spent, I'm not going to lie, I spent over $200 on him last week in Fab. Because I, my, the Will Smith mistake, because of Scott Barlow, because of all of this, I'm buying completely in. The next closest one was $88. I'm a buffoon. Whatever. I got him. <laughs> Dude, I, wow. I, well, Marty, you, you got your guy. I'm you. all in on that. There's a, there, there was a discussion and I wanted to, would you rather win a guy by $120 or lose by five? And then by 120. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the trade off. Yeah. You got, uh, you got to go for it. Yeah, I haven't seen Lucas in here, so I just want to shout welcome into the show, Lucas. He's 100% agreeing. Ride the wave with him. Hard to come by closers like this who basically have the guaranteed job. That's true. Yeah, if you have a guy that's getting the saves and he's the guy in the bullpen, those are so valuable. And and Lopez is definitely the guy right now. Um, another guy on this list here who I like. I didn't get him as many leagues as I want, but I did get him in a few. Taylor Ward. His last seven games, 368 batting average, 520 OBP, 684 slug. Two home runs, four RBIs, six runs, seven hits, six walks, and five strikeouts. He's actually walking at a 22.7% clip, which I don't think will stay, obviously, all season, but it's the top 1% of baseball. He's batted in the top five in every single game this season, mostly in the number two hole, even though his numbers in the number two hole are the worst of all five positions or all five spots in the lineup. He's hitting in the top of that Angels order, which is huge. Had a multi-home run game this past week. And he's barreling balls at a 16.6% clip. So he's somebody you hear Joe Adele, you hear Brandon Marsh. And these were guys that everybody was touting, looking to draft. Nobody was drafting Taylor Ward. But he had good prospect pedigree himself once upon a time. And he out of those three is, I think, the guy the most I would be willing to ride with the rest of the season. Marty, Taylor Ward is somebody that's, I think, very exciting. He's not a sexy name with those other two guys there. But Joe Mann's already said he's going to play every day. Yep. And that's something that I feel like he actually means, and this isn't something playing with our emotions. Taylor Ward, is he somebody in a 12-team league you have to make sure you're rostering? David, absolutely. And you know how I know this is you can go back to last week when I made him a weekend warrior. Mm, there we go. He, he's been he's been showing out over the last two weeks. Everything I'm seeing from him, I love. When you go to a stat cast page, again, do not be a bull. X-Woba, 99th percentile. 
walk for the walk, the 100th percentile in walks. Like he's slugging the ball. He has a great expected batting average. He's doing a little bit of everything. He's got the, the double dong a few days ago. He's got you a stolen base. I mean, I, I'm falling in love here. And I got trout in a few leagues. So this little one, two punch is just, it's beautiful, baby. It's dynamite. Big, the big red squad over there. It's about time. Yeah. This next guy, I was, I should have let off with Kyle Wright, but it's been so long since his last start. He actually is pitching tonight. Six innings, four hits, zero earned runs, a walk, 11 Ks versus the Miami Marlins. He had 20 whiffs on 95 pitches in that game, which is a 21% swinging strike rate, which is just outrageously good. CSW of 39% on both his four-seam fastball and his curveball. Kyle Wright is just absolutely, I saw a couple people say, is he this year's Robbie Ray? And that's a very fair question, I think, to me. And some people are refuting it, but the way he's looked at his, the beginning of the season, I'm going to pull up his stats season long in a second. But Kyle Wright is, looks like the pickup of the year. And he's had, he was the number five pick, I believe, in the 2019 draft. So there was always promise there. And he's finally changed his pitch mix up this year to go heavy on his secondaries and not as much on his fastball. That curveball is freaking nuts. So I'll go in that in a second. But Elsie, Kyle Wright, what mm-hmm. do you think? Is he this year's Robbie Ray, or is he? Are we being? Are we jumping the gun too early on this one? I don't think we're jumping the gun. I think I was listening, watching the Braves play. It was his first or second start. I think it was his first. And the announcers were talking about how how Kyle Wright last year had kind of lost his confidence, and he went through this whole process where uh, by the middle of last season. He had been pitching well enough and changed something up to where he regained his confidence. And what we are seeing now is not only someone who's changed his pitch mix, but the mental side of the game for him has finally caught up to his talent. He's confident again. I think, I think honestly, I mean, obviously he's not going to go at this rate the whole season. The only thing that's going to slow him down is injury at this point. I think that his true talent is starting to come through. Yeah. And, um, Really quick, I want to go back to Taylor Ward just for a second because we had uh, Toby say Ward looks to be betting from not having to play the hot corner anymore. So, yeah, he's playing in the outfield, which looks a lot better for him. And then our buddy Sports Wikipedia, how many hits will Taylor Ward have this season? It's a good question. What do you guys think? I'm going to say 175. That's a good amount of hits. I'll go, That's a lot. I'll go 151. Yeah, I, w- I was going to guess around 150. 152. If that goes 151. Hey, Marty, you know what the difference is? Wow. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Let's go real quick back to Kyle Wright. One thing that I did touch on was his curveball. He's throwing it now 33%, 33 33.8% of the time. That was 14.3% of the time last year. And so he's basically upped it almost 20%. And the results of it, he has an expected batting average of 128. He's got an X slug of 160, next Wobo of 168, whiffing 42.9% of batters. I mean, the, the cur- he's taking his best pitch and throwing it more. Four seam fastball, 24% of the time was 35% last year. So to me, like there's other obviously other pitch mix changes as well, but him making that curveball his best pitch and using it the most. Um, I believe I'm, I'll double check his velocity is also up. Yes, fastball velocity is up nearly two miles per hour as well. All that stuff says breakout to me. 
I think this is for real. Kyle Wright is the boy. Um, <laughs> Tony said, got that documented. We'll check in after game 162. He hit so high in the order. I think, I think I'll give him a chance. Give him a chance. Uh, the last guy we're going to talk about here in the rundown portion is Miles Michaelis. The, the porn star himself. Last two Whoa. Starts. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, David. You're I mean, we talked about it in our chat today. He's going to be the porn star. 12 innings, 8 hits. Lively, then. Uh, he'll be something else. 12 innings, 8 hits, 0 earned runs, 1 walk and 10 strikeouts, and 2 starts last week versus Miami and the New York Mets. He had 5 Ks in both of those starts. Uh, 7 innings in one, 5 innings in the other. He's been very stable. Walking hitters at sub 5% rate. He's done that in three of his four seasons. So he does not walk guys. He's up to slider and sinker usage and dropped his four seam fastball usage. But people forget that he was actually really, really good a few years ago before all the injuries caught up to him. And now for those that kind of just forgot that he existed, he's back on the scene doing Miles Michaelis things. So I got to ask you guys, do you guys like the porn star or the porn stash? Uh, I think that belongs to Wade Miley, but it, I can say the porn stash. But I think Michaelis is a sell high. Yeah, I do too. I, I are you anybody? Uh, Marty, you're muted. Uh, I sorry. I had a, I definitely needed to say this. Porn star would be my uh the porn star. My, <laughs> yeah. All right, he's the porn star. Yeah. Uh, is any Doc? You're selling Miles Michaelis. I think I would sell him too. I, I do think he's not a bad fit starter for your rotation. Um. Uh, Toby coming in with the right time. CJ Crone just hit another bomb. Did Eric, did you take his leading the major leagues in home runs? Bet- I did at plus 6,000. You did? I did. Oh, he I was wish in I did that with you. Top eight, so. Well, he's, he's second to Anthony Rizzo now. I need Anthony Rizzo to stop hitting bombs. <laughs> Crone's crushing it right now. Uh, yeah, porn star. I think, are we all on the, the sell high train for him? Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know if he could. I mean, I, I'm worried about his health. So, yeah, I would sell him. But, I mean, he's he's kind of pitching how he's been pitching. So, I think he could hold up. I think health is what's going to hold him back. Yeah. Or, I think, or a career change. <laughs> or a career change. All right. Without further ado, time to get to our next segment, which is, of course, the, the bring out shit dead. I need to find my bring out the dead button. Because they're all over the place here. Yeah. Go ahead, Art, what, for those that are tuning in for the first time, why don't you tell them what "bring out you dead" means? What's the segment on this show? Bring out you dead. This is this is for all of you, the lords of the underworld. Come! I love that. I wish it would go on. I would I would make up something new in that voice every week to say. <laughs> um, bring out your dead is where we here at Triple Play. We absolve your team of the presence of these dead bodies that are weighing down your team, weighing down your the house that you're trying to build here for your squad. We come by with our death cart, and we ask you to drag your dead bodies out. We're going to go throw them in the death pit. We've gotten a lot of submissions. There's been a lot of pain this week, a lot of fantasy <laughs> pain going on this week. we got a couple guys who are back from the dead let's uh let's go check out let's check in on our back from the dead first off back from the dead oh our boy jared kelnick this is a question his second appearance on bring out your dead jared kelnick uh i'll ask you three 
is Jared Kelnick droppable? In, in any five outfielder league, I don't think I can. In I have zero shares, so I wouldn't even be able to touch on that. <laughs> Same. Oh, so so you're are you holding on to him just to just just in case? I mean, we look at what he's doing on the season. He's improved his K rate from sixty percent in that first week to thirty eight percent, which is you know twenty two percent improvement on K rates. Pretty good. His batting average has gone up almost a hundred points to one fifty four. I mean, he's showing improvement. Still, <laughs> still, I have to ask. Uh, is he droppable? I there is another back from the dead. I, I have to tell you, it came in later than than I was. I did not make a slide for it. Akil Badu back from the dead as well. Akil Badu uh, mentioned by our boy Troy. Uh, is Akil Badu even rosterable right now? That is a good question. Akil's hitting one eighteen with one home run and no stolen bases. Uh, Marty, do you think Akil Badu is rosterable? Do you believe in him rest of the season? Um, it, it's looking murky here because with Austin Meadows there, they don't have to play him every single day, and you're seeing him not play every day. So I would bench him in a 15-team league. I would be okay cutting him in a 10 or 12, 15. I would just you know just bench him for now. Don't cut. I think that's pretty good advice. Akil has that upside, and I, I, I rostered him a lot of last year. He was hot and cold when he ran hot. He gave you a lot of love on your team, but when it was cold, you kind of just had to live with it. But when you looked at the end of the season, the stats were pretty good. So that's kind of what I expect from him now, but he's hurting you. Let's move on to the new guys on our list. Here are the hitters. And I first thing I want to say is look at all these smiling faces. Look at these nice faces. Brendan Rogers, dead. Darren Ruff, how can you be even mad at that smiling face in the middle? Darren Ruff, however, dead. Uh, Chris Bryant, oh man, Chris, Chris Bryant called, called, brought out to the death cart. Is Chris Bryant dead? Let's figure it out. Whit Merrifield brought out to the death cart, dragged out to the death cart by James Wynn and our boy the Sven Dalton Varsho, brought out by the Sven. The Sven had a lot. A lot of dead bodies this week. <laughs> He's in a Wait, lot, lot of in two leagues with him. Is he? Are you? Yeah. He how, how do we not have Cattell Marte on here? Uh, he was Cattell, one of the guys nominated, I think. Cattell Marte is, you know, I, I have his picture and I didn't put it on. There's a lot of good on guys on this. Yeah. I yeah. Know. This is so crazy. I'm taking pitch, such an L on wit. The, 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 the pitchers, you say Kikuchi. And John Means. Oh, my God. The Kikuchi one. I, I was really proud of this. This was from his introductory uh, video interview because I couldn't find a team picture for him. Um, so I just cropped him standing in front of a standing in front of a desk. And now he's he's deceased. So, of course. <laughs> um, so what about the crimes? Darren Ruff hitting 154, a guy who went really late. Platoon guy really, really did well with his platoon splits last year. Not coming through for you this year. Darren Ruff, first, first appearance on the dead list. I think it's deserved. Chris Bryan hitting 280. Uh, no power or speed to speak of yet. Uh, but I think he's hitting 280. He's not quite dead yet. That power's got to start coming soon. We're really missing that. His price got pushed way up after he signed in Colorado. Not delivering on that. Brian Reynolds just hit the COVID list today. Uh, 
So he's not even in your lineup. He's hitting 190. Bryson Stott hitting 133. He's down. Oh, Drew, I did not. I did not play Drew Rasmussen. Thanks, Sports Wikipedia, for that that tidbit. <laughs> yeah, we had, had double K updates. Toby said Joe Ryan had seven Ks through four with Detroit and Rasmussen. Yeah, nine I Ks and six. I have the Tigers Twins game on. Max Kepler has hit two home runs in his first two at bats. Oh, All right, he yeah. hit one yesterday. So that's three over his last two games. Good old. Yeah, yeah. You, you hear it. Mark, bookmark it on this podcast. He will get busted with steroids at some point this year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh what man. A claim. Okay. So, uh, so Bryson Stott, another person, he's down in the minor leagues. He is officially, he's officially <laughs> sent down to the underworld. Uh, Whit Merrifield, golly, what a slow start for him. You gotta trust Whit's gonna pull out. At least he's given you three steals so far, but only two runs, hitting 127. These are some of the things you were hoping for. Dalton Varsho, four home runs, two steals. He's, st- he, I think his lineup position is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty safe. Uh, that team can't hit for anything. I think he's still going to get run out there. Sal Perez, what are we talking about here, guys? Five home runs already, 230. The whole league is hitting 230. He's going to, he'll be fine. Who, who brought up Sal Perez? Oh, the, the Sven, of course. <laughs> the Sven has had, a, has had a rough week. Um, but, uh, you know, I also wanted to, um, our boy, uh, Britton Allen, I forgot to put him on here as well. Brendan Rogers' picture was up there. Brennan Rogers really having a rough one. I think he's uh, four for fifty-one on the season, losing time to Alan Trejo. Oh, yeah, he's tough. Who's hitting three hundred right now? Brennan Rogers. I'm not even sure. I think he might be droppable. He's been really bad. I'd give him a little bit more room, but I'd try to put him on my bench if I could. I, I boy, he's been losing time. Sat three, like two two games in a row just to get his head right. Uh, pitcher crimes. You say Kikuchi, 0-1 with 9 Ks and 12 innings pitch. 3.75 ERA, not terrible, but that 1.75 whip is really hurting you. I have had him on my uh, TGFBI roster. I haven't put him in my lineup yet. I think that means I better drop him. Every time he's going out there, he's going up against Houston or Boston or the Yankees <laughs> or something. It's like, I can't, I can't even pitch him. I can't do it. John Means. R.I.T.J.P. Rest in Tommy John Peace, John Means. Oh. I think R.I.T.J.P. is going to be a bring out your dead uh, staple. I, I like I, that. I like that. <laughs> I don't like the Tommy John, but I like that how you said it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Drew uh, Drew said he uh, picked up. Good thing I dropped Drew to pick up Hawk for the weekend. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh man, that's man. a rough one. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so these are our dead. We have carried them off. Poor John Means. All right, TJP, you say Kikuchi? I'm not sure. He's he's a streamer. He's a streamer. You got to drop him. Uh, he's he's got too many bad matchups. Um, so our hitters, our pitchers, we've dragged out your dead bodies. Hold on to Sal Perez and Chris Bryant and Whit Merrifield. They're gonna come through. I understand, but uh, bring them back into your house. Let them recuperate. Lucas said, "R.I.P. JV." He's already got it down. He's it's already sticking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Toby said, "Did you all know that Trey Turner's hit safely in 62 of his last of his 70 games with the Dodgers? That's pretty crazy. That's why he was my number one pick going into yeah. the league." And yeah. uh, and our our buddy Britton, one of the our biggest fans, I love Britton. He's he's awesome. Art nailed the segment like when he executes a perfect, amazing bishop <laughs> chess move. Ah, oh, Britton, 
dude, I, I feel so good reading that. I, I, I wanted, I'm going to play chess after this tonight just to, just to make that come true. I love that. And JP Crawford, Doc is probably dancing behind his keyboard right now. JP Crawford hit a bomb. I love so, JP uh, Crawford. Yeah. JP Crawford, uh, Doc loves him some JP Crawford. Let's go to now our most added players. I forget. Do I even have a sound effect for the most added players? I forget. It should, it should be like a money one. I have the one. But I think it was um, the most dropped it, is the Mario Doe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll skip the sound drop. Most added players for this week. This is as of Monday morning, courtesy of CBS. And we have the top Dylan Bundy added in 31% of leagues. Jorge Lopez, 30%. Alec Bohm, 29%. Taro Estrada of the Giants, 29%. Jerickson Profar, 27%. Miles Michaelis, 25%. Jock Peterson, 25%. And Sean Murphy, 24%. Sean Murphy somebody I, I took notice here because he's arguably, not even arguably, he's the best hitter in Oakland. And he gets at-bats every day. So if you have him at the catcher position, the amount of at-bats he's going to accumulate between DH, catcher, I don't even know, maybe he even they'll put him at some first base some games. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. So if you got him as your catcher and he might have gone as like the ninth or 10th catcher off the board, that might be the biggest value of catcher we get all season. Another sure. weekend warrior shout-out. Was he? Well, Marty, you're not allowed to plug Dude, your work. Mackenzie Core, <laughs> 10 Ks, and it's the fifth inning. My he's, guy, Mackenzie you remember when you asked if he might get pushed down when Blake Snell comes back? No, like people are saying. I didn't say. I didn't think he would. I'm just saying people were saying <laughs> that. But he's getting so defensive. I love 10 it. Ten Ks through five. Mackenzie Gore. He's the real deal. That's why I spent three hundred and thirty dollars of Fab on him. You know what? You know what the best thing is before that, like first week of Fab, I spent thirty one, and there was no runner up. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it's a tangent, but did you all see Marty's picks for Miggy's 3000 hit game? He went to the game with a supermodel. Wow. I will have to uh, tell Tyler that she'll be uh, quite elated. Thank you, Brenton, sir. I'm yeah, a lucky that... man. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> you, you, uh, what's the expression? You outkicked your coverage. Yep. Without a doubt. You married up. Yeah. Uh, our most dropped players this week and for the ones we actually don't have a repeat this time. Uh, and this was the, the list here. We have Waskari Noah, who was sent to the minors, minus 35. John Means, Tommy Johnson, now minus 28. Justin Steele dropped in 18% of leagues. Michael Conforto, who was also out for the year with a shoulder injury, 18% of leagues. Robert Suarez, 12 per, actually, I think Robert Suarez isn't supposed to be there. I think that was a mistake. Uh, Bryson Stott, 14%. Anthony Bender, 13%, and Luke Voigt, who's now on the aisle, was dropped in 12% of leagues. Anybody's name on here surprise you guys? No, no. and that's that's disappointing to say. Yeah. No, but the Conforto injury just kind of just came out of nowhere. I mean, it, it makes sense now why no one picked him up. But yeah. Is it the same shoulder that he he uh, had pop out of his socket a couple of years ago? I'm not sure. Let me ask you guys really quick. If you have him in a dynasty league, because I have him in a dynasty league, are you strictly holding on to him, or if you need the space on your roster, are you okay cutting him? He's 29. Uh, in a dynasty league, I, I maybe just throw him in with somebody else to try to get something if you're trying to make moves now to win. you know. But other than that, you got to just hold him. Yeah. It's like literally the Mendoza line of 
would we keep him or not? I have him in our uh, uh, no strike league, Eric. That's why I asked. Uh, okay. That's I'm, not gonna like, help. I'm not going to help you then. <laughs> Some injuries. I'm not going to read all of these, but these are all guys. Uh, the notable ones that I'll read if you're listening to the podcast. Eloy Jimenez has a hamstring injury. He's going to be out six to eight weeks, so he will not be coming back anytime soon. Tanner Houck is not vaccinated, so he is not traveling to Toronto. He's going to start this weekend, but he will not be available all week as the, for the Red Sox in Toronto. Um, Anthony Disclafani has an ankle injury. He's on the IL. Clint Frazier always seems like he's a staple of this list. He's on the IL with illness. Luke Voigt on the IL for a biceps injury. And those are pretty much the only notable ones. There's a couple other guys, but those are, I think, the only ones that are really impacting your team as of right now. David, did you know when you touted Tanner Houck as your guy that he wasn't vaccinated? I'm just curious. I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely myself. definitely took a hit for me. Uh, uh, Toby said, I always sign Conforto and trade him in the show. That helps, David. Yeah, I mean, I might need to throw some offers out there for Conforto. See what happens. Uh, do you guys have a favorite MLB team? LC is a humongous, humongous Cubs fan. Marty yeah, he- is a humongous, yeah. humongous Tigers fan. Uh, Doc is a casual-ish Nats fan. I wouldn't say you're a diehard. That I'm not fair? diehard. I, I'm more. I'm a diehard fantasy baseball. And I'm an in the closet Twins fan. Uh, don't ever really talk about it. They they hurt me so much. I'm completely numb. They don't they even... hurt you. It's, did you see last night's game with the Tigers? It was unbelievable. They were at Haas, throws it, it into the outfield. I'm watching that game live. I'm about to go to bed. I'm like, you know what? We're up one. This is nice. I'm gonna watch this before before I go to bed. I was up for hours afterwards. <laughs> Man, and, and and the worst was Grossman dropped it. He should have caught it. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, bad. Then the, the relay throw to the catcher was way offline, which was the only reason Haas had a chance to start <laughs> trying to no in the rundown. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awful. Where was Haas throwing it? The, the fact that they rushed, the fact that they rushed a throw and they had Miguel Sano in a pickle. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. They, you don't have to rush it with him. Uh, and on, um, on there was a Al- Alberto Mondesi went on the IL. Oh, oh my water's God, wet. I'm, I'm shocked. Water's wait wet. Did, and uh, did you, wait, I thought I just saw someone throw something about Heaney. Uh, I was gonna pull that in a second. Sports okay. Wikipedia. I like the Red Sox. Cubs are second. All okay, right. So, so Sports go. Wikipedia is gonna be with you. Any National League team, he's with you with the Cubs. LC. All right. And uh, the Red Sox are a good team to have. And then Lucas added in Andrew Heaney, also set to return in a few games. It sounds like you trust what he's done so far. Yeah, I do. Yeah, another weekend warrior. I mean, I'm not setting this up, guys. I swear, I'm not. This is just, <laughs> it's just falling in my lap like this. Marty, you stop. You're not allowed to take victory laps. Only me. <laughs> yeah, Marty has him as a staple. This? I, I I looked up Heaney today, and he hadn't even started throwing yet. I don't know, but real quick on Mondesi, MRI examined revealed structural damage in his left knee. Oh, geez. Ooh, that's, 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 that's the moneymaker. That's the stolen base upside right there. Structural damage. That's why I can never really draft it. Yeah. yeah uh, six hours ago, Fabian Ardaya says that Heaney hasn't even picked up a ball yet. I don't, okay. I don't think he's set to return quite well, yet. We'll have to keep an eye on that. He is with his new sweeper, somebody that I very much would like to to make sure I hold on to. I think it's for real. 
The last part of the injuries here, 60-day IL, Steven Duggar. Eddie Rosario is the big one uh, who had his eye surgery. He's going to be out 8 to 12 weeks, so he's about 2 to 3 months. He's, I think, completely droppable in any 12 or 15 team league. Do you guys agree? Yeah. 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 And then John Means is out for the season with Tommy John. What did you say, Elsie? It's uh, R.I.P. R.I.T.J.P. Rest in time, John. Yeah. yeah. And um, Conforto out with a shoulder injury. Some MLB transactions as we close out this. Vidal Brujan was recalled. I think he might have been sent back down. I have to double check that. Pirates recalled starting pitcher Bu Solcer, which if you saw on the call-up, he was one of our pitchers we tallied that could be the next one up. The call-up is always out every Monday morning on YouTube and the podcast. We just talk minor league baseball there. Ramon Laureano begins his rehab assignment. Kirby Ellsbury resolved, and the Yankees resolved his uh, grievance. So finally they settled. <laughs> I thought that was important to put there. Cunha is set to return May 6th, although I'm seems like he might be back before then um, with the amount that they need him in the lineup, and he looked really good. Uh, Bryson Stott was optioned. And Christian Javier was moved into the Astros rotation, baby. He's pitching, pitching right now. Two innings, one hit, one earned, two walks, and a K. It's okay. It's okay. It's early. Yeah. David, I, I want to give you credit. I do love Javier. Yeah, he's, David, David, it's all coming together for you. Uh, one of your three guys is pitching well right now. Aaron Ashby, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I was talking about Javier. Is Ashby pitching well? Yeah, Ashby, Ashby pitched today. Oh, did he pitch today? I didn't. I missed that. Ashby alternates good and bad starts, though. That's what. Yeah, he was bad the last time out before today. He had four innings, like no earned, and like five Ks last time I looked. Okay. Um, Santiago Espinal could be a good monster replacement, and if Jorge Mateo is somehow still there, he could be great. Jorge Mateo is still on a ton of bases too. Well, well, well. That's that's foreshadowing like two minutes. Yeah, and sounds like Abby Russian might get called up soon. Worth a speculative ad in the coming weeks. I, I think so. He just. Yeah. Played for the uh, Aberdeen Thunderbirds, I think. First, had, had his first rehab game yesterday. Yeah, I think he could be up by mid-May, so within a couple weeks. So if you have the spot to hold the second catcher, I would definitely um, add him. If you, again, if you have the roster space to hold the second catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's now get to some hitting streamers. And Doc does our hitting streamers here. Oh, thank you for the sound effect. You're welcome. So the first one, Wilma! Flores, you guys, you guys get that reference? Yeah, no, I'm not that old. Okay, well, we can we can we can say that every time we talk about Wilmer, Wilmer Flores, or we can call him the Flintstone. That'll be one of the two nicknames. But owned in 22.5 percent of ESPN leagues, all hitting streamers are less than 50 percent in this format. First, second, third base eligible. Tommy Lastella and Evan Longoria are still on the IL. They are not close to returning. Last four games, seven to sixteen. One homer, seven RBIs, four runs. He's one of those guys that seems like he's been in the majors for a while, but he's only 30 years old. So I, once again, ride the streak with him. And we had just talked about Jorge Mateo, and his nickname is Mr. Steal Your Girl. I mean, look, even in the graphic here, it looks like he's running to steal your girl. So uh, I don't know. We have to table that one. <laughs> okay. Well, owned <laughs> 9.9% of ESPN leagues. He is outfield, second base, and shortstop eligible. You just love the random assortments of eligibility. He's getting moved up in the batting order. He's currently batting seventh. Now, I know that's nothing to brag about, but he went up from eighth and ninth. And this is just strictly for stolen bases because he actually has seven 
which leads the major leagues right now. So if you can get him in a roto or head-to-head categories league, um, I would definitely do that because he's hitting 232, no home runs, but steals is the big appeal he has there. And the last one, Daniel Vogelbot. I have no nickname for him, but I know more information about him than the average person. Yeah, he's, um, he's had sex with one of your friends. Oh! I wasn't. I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't going to say that. But you yes. have to say her name. That's true. Uh, owned in six point six percent of ESPN leagues. He's on a seven game hitting streak right now for the season. Three twenty, three eighty two, five sixty, triple slash. He's actually been lead off too. Um, you know, showing that on base percentage skills. And next week he plays at the Tigers. But I don't really trust any of their pitchers and. At the Reds, Great American Small Park, but also road both games. That's more potential plate appearances because you're playing the full nine, as opposed to if you're at the home stretch. But let's be real, the Pirates are mostly going to hit home or hit at the bottom of the ninth most games anyway. Yeah, uh, I will all say it. Cubs won twenty one zero. They dominated their last. I, I when I saw that score, I had to double check that. I didn't even see that till like a couple days after. That's and like then, a Bucks Bulls scoring run. And then Britton added Wilmer Flores to replace Montes. I think that's a good option there. I Wilmer like Flores cries every time Rose lets Jack sink to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, all right. From hitting streamers now to our two start pitchers. If I could remember where my, my two step button is, but I don't know where it is. So I'll just give you a uh, two step. Go ahead. <laughs> Wow. No, that's for his questionable segment. <laughs> Unbelievable. Once again. All right. So, yeah. So, these are the, uh, we're going to start off with the two start pitchers for week five. We always start off with the must starts. So, um, Alec Manoa versus the Yankees and then, um, at Cleveland, Dylan Cease, your boy, David D. Mendy. How are you feeling about Cease so far? Uh, he had six innings, two earned runs, nine strikeouts today. No hits through five innings. So, I mean, that, that looks pretty good to me. I'll take that. <laughs> and by the way, before we go, Sports Wikipedia, thanks so much for checking in, man. We enjoyed having you on the stream. So. We really much loved it. So thanks for hanging out with us. Go ahead, Marty. Cool. Yeah. Um, Pablo Lopez going against Arizona, been at San Diego. As you can see here, those watching on YouTube, that is the graphic. Pablo Lopez, he's been absolutely incredible. Uh, a little bit on him real quick. Um, so he's obviously off to a really hot start in Miami this year. He's got over his 17.1 innings. He has two wins, 17 Ks. A 0.52 ERA, a 0.75 whip, and one quality start. Uh, hitters have a 192 Woba against him, which is absolutely incredible. He's not walking anyone barely. He's got a 4.7 walk percentage, which, the, which is in the 82nd percentile. So really loving what uh, Pablo Lopez is giving to us. And this really isn't a, a surprise. It's going to see, is he going to be able to do this two, three, four months down the road? You know, do, do a finally get over 130 innings, which he has never done before. So really excited for what I've seen for Lopez. Hopefully he can keep it up. Uh, Brandon Woodruff's going against Cincinnati and then at the Braves. Uh, Woodruff's bouncing back. He's he's one of the elite starters in the game. Keep r- running him out there. Uh, Zach Gallen, he is back from off the injury list, and he looked really good over his last nine innings pitched. He has a 1.00 ERA, a 0.67 whip. Nine strikeouts over those nine innings. And uh, last game against the Mets, he induced uh, 10 whiffs. Uh, so, you know, looking pretty good. Um, and then to round it out, Carlos Rodon, which is still just looking oh absolutely incredible. Um, at the Dodgers, then goes against the Cardinals. I don't care who he's playing. You're running them out there. And then, um, yeah, so that's the, the must starts. 
hopping over to the should the should start. So starting with Joe Ryan, your boy D Mendy, and yeah, he's absolutely cruising against the uh, the Detroit Tigers right now. The Twins are up four nothing because Michael Pineda gives up home runs like it's a hobby. Anyway, so yeah, so Joe Ryan's a should start next week going at Baltimore, then Oakland. Uh, Chris Bassett uh, versus Atlanta, then at Philly. And then Charlie Morton, I still believe in the uh, the old vet here. It, it's been a tough beginning for him, but I think he's going to be able to turn around. He's at the Mets, then he goes against Milwaukee. Everyone's, and now it's time for Doc's favorite segment, the questionables <laughs> going into week five. These are the guys that, yeah, you, you, I wouldn't. And here's the definition, Doc. Here it is. You are desperate. You're desperate for any type of counting stats, strikeouts, wins, different things like that. Um, that's the only way you'll do this. There's no, it's, it's just, it's a gamble. Okay. Then what, then what qualifies this as the sit? Is it the sit like sit is like, it's not even worth it. Like I don't see any type of upside. I don't see how it could possibly in a small little vacuum go right with the question. Why would you go right a little bit? Well, why would you make a slide about that then? I feel like you're just wasting your time doing that. <laughs> nope. I mean, absolutely not. I would never waste anyone's time, especially the listeners, which is why I'm hopping right back into the questionables for week five. Jordan Montgomery <laughs> at, at Toronto versus the Rangers. Um, Corey Kluber at Oakland, then at Seattle. Zach Plesak versus San Diego versus Toronto. Zach Grinke at uh, the Cardinals, then playing Baltimore. Patrick Sandoval at Chicago at Washington. Marco Gonzalez at Houston, then going against the Rays. Ranger Suarez versus Texas, then the New York Mets. Herman Marquez, and this is the one I struggled with because he's going, he's facing Washington, then the Diamondbacks, two of the worst offensive teams in baseball. So I have him as questionable only because both starts are in cores. But if you're feeling it, you're feeling a little lucky, you might want to roll the dice. Those are two terrible teams. Um, and then lastly, to round it out, it's going to be a Trevor Rogers, um, against Arizona and San Diego. Here's my sits. These are the guys I would not play no matter what. Now it was a, it was for Chris Flexen. It was a flex zone last week as he was one of my weekend warriors and he actually did really, really well. I'll go into that later, but at Astros, then versus Rays, two top five offenses from last year. No thanks. Don't like that. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez at Milwaukee, then versus Pittsburgh. Steven Matz, Casey at San Francisco, Bailey Ober at Baltimore versus Oakland, Jake Odorizzi versus Seattle, then Detroit. Is, he, Ty- is Jake Odorizzi so bad you put him twice on there? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly he was that. in the questionable last week, by the way. <laughs> and you know what? And you, you do the math for me real quick. How did he do? Because I'm sure he did. It was you know not too bad. But anyway, uh, Bruce uh, Zimmerman versus Minnesota versus the Royals. Michael Waka versus the Angels versus the White Sox. Ross Stripling, he's back making starts. I, I didn't think I'd see that happen again, but he's out there. Versus the Yanks, then uh, at the Guardians. Michael Pineda, who, I mean, like I said, he's already given up three home runs tonight for the Tigers. So I wouldn't run on, out there even against Pittsburgh and definitely not versus the Astros. And still don't play Jake Odorizzi, as I put it twice. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. I actually I, have to take a fat L right now. Oh, that is funny because uh, Toby said, as an Astros fan, Joe Gitter <laughs> deserves to be there twice. Joe Odorizzi yesterday, six innings, one hit, one earned, one walk, 4K. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Shut uh, me up. Lucas is a White Sox fan. Blood pressure high, but great game by Cease. Yes. The, Cease. the best thing. So Cease is David's boy in our group chat. I said he has a no-hitter through five. Why would you say that? Now I have to. I can't go to the gym. Literally 30 seconds later, Cease gives up a hit. Okay, you can go. I was going to go watch it on TV. 
Uh, and Toby said Walkas went six, five Ks of one run ball versus Toronto. Walkas is so hit or miss. He's so hard to figure out. And uh, Chad Cool is greater than sign Herman Marquez. Chad Cool, hey, a little segment into him. Oh man, this is great. Thank Toby you. Toby knows he's he's growing right in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dog that sat line still didn't change my mind. I know, I know. But I, I told Mark, I gave him a lot of crap last week, so I have to take it. Yeah. All right, Doc, real quick, why don't you give us a couple pitching streamers we can talk about? All right, all right. So the first is Mr. Matt Brash, owned in 20.5% of ESPN leagues, Mr. Bolden Brash. He gets to face the Marlins in Miami, where they have 64 runs scored, which is tied for third fewest in the NL. His main issue is walks, and he's allowed 11 in his past two starts. Miami has free swingers, so that could either go one out of two ways for him. But I look at three of the guys, Joey Wendell, Jazz Chisholm, and Jesus Sanchez. Uh, those are three of the guys that have the most plate appearances. They have 12 walks and 158. So hopefully if he just has a little bit of confidence in his stuff, keeps it in the zone, um, you know, gets him behind early, limits the damage that he can do on that. The next... And I'll be honest, I don't like the streamers this week. This was really tough to find people, especially after I did well last week. But Nick Lodolo, owning 7.2% of the SPN leagues. He's gotten better with each, with each start. Figure maybe nerves calm down. And his pitch count is going up. Two most recent games, it's seven strikeouts and eight strikeouts. Good swing and miss material. Um, his second most recent start, 16 uh, whiffs. It is a little bit risky in Colorado, but... I'm not a big fan of their offense, just obviously the thin air out there. And the third one, Mr. Shad. Wait, wait, we have to take this away. Fuel is a cucumber. Owned in 24% of ESPN leagues. The Reds have been struggling. They scored six runs yesterday. Somehow when Joe Musgrove was on the mound, he was only responsible for a couple of them. But besides that, they'd scored less than five runs in 11 straight games. 15 swinging strikes his last game. Three walks in his last 12 innings pitched after four in a four and a third in the opener. So got to ride the hot hand. And I take off the sunglasses because the Chad Kuehl as a cucumber section is over. Yeah, that's something we can't unsee. Uh, real quick, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but the team schedules for next week. The uh, Basically, a lot of teams play seven and six games, but the uh, the Chicago Cubs play five games the la dodgers play five games the texas rangers play five games and the new york mets play eight games so i'll repeat that one more time if i did not say that they either otherwise they play six or seven games the cubs the dodgers and the rangers play five the mets play eight so if you need to make roster decisions those are the four teams that do not play six or seven games next week so just keep that in mind and there were so many teams that were all over the place my graphic is kind of weird uh, but Marty, without further ado, then why don't you take us to our weekend warriors? Absolutely. Man, that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much. All right. So weekend warriors. So this is going to be for your head to head, um, leagues, the ones where you're able to make daily moves. This is for this upcoming week. So for those of you following along, trying to win this week, that's going to be April 29th, April 30th. And then we're going to be in May. It's May 1st, y'all. It moved pretty quick here. So my first weekend warrior is going to be Charlie Blackman. I mean, you know him. Outfielder for the Rockies. He's been there for forever. He's still only owned in 66% of Yahoo leagues. 
Uh, he's batting 281 with four home runs and 10 RBIs. Um, just over the last seven days, though, he has three home runs, six RBIs. He's batting 364, and he's currently ranked fourth overall in Yahoo leagues in five by five. So he's completely just shown the old, old uh, Charlie Blackman that we used to know. And then uh, number two is going to be Eric Hosmer, another just old, old veteran, nothing sexy here. First baseman on the San Diego Padres, uh, 28% rostered. Over the last seven days, he's batting 389 with a home run, three RBIs and two runs. They have three games against the Pirates, who has given up the third most runs in baseball, just behind the Reds and Nationals. And uh, Doc, this one is for you. The Nationals have given up 99 total runs so far this year. How many of those have been Patrick Corbin? 22. <laughs> Very close. It's 17. <laughs> 17 seems low for him. I mean, it's only, if you, when you if we think about it, it's only three starts. He's given up 17. They're all earned, too. So just so you know, he earned every yeah, single one of them. He's literally so bad that they didn't say if he was going to be in the rotation again or not. Yep. Yeah, I think it's um for anyone who still has him, you can absolutely cut. Uh, okay. Um, and then uh, lastly, it's, this is for really, really deep leagues. Um, is it Sheldon Nuis? News? Anyone? I think it's News. I think News? It's, yeah. Hello, News. So Sheldon News, uh, second base and third baseman from the A's. Uh, he's 12% rostered in Yahoo leagues. This year, he's batting 327 with a home run, nine RBIs. And this is what stood out to me, three steals. So he's batting day in, day out um, in Oakland. He's batting, um, he's second in the lineup. And they have three games versus the Guardians at home this weekend. So he should be, he's going to get plenty of at-bats. And so you have a possibility to stumble into some counting stats and most importantly, some steals. All right. Now let's hop into the pitchers for this weekend. So Chad Cool. Real real quick, Marty, I I want to just acknowledge Lucas's comment. Does Whitlock become a mediocre streamer if if he begins getting regular starts? I'm out on Whitlock until I I got to see something first before I even make a move on him. I personally would keep him in if I mean he's going to give you good ratios regardless. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm different than you on this one, Marty. I think he's going to give you some things where he gives you four innings as a starter. He'll pitch you three innings in the back end of the rotation to get you a save, or he could piggyback a starter and get you a win. Like I think he could give you so many different things that they're going to deploy him out there for that. I don't think he's a bad streamer. I, I don't, I wouldn't say he's a streamer. I think he's more of a guy you want on your team, but like in a 15 team league, like where you'll just take whatever you can get. I don't mind using him as a spark either in a points league and like a 12 team points league either personally, but I know it depends on how you like to structure your team as well. So I think it depends Lucas kind of like which context you're using him for. Um, like how big your league is and everything like that. And is, uh, is Sheldon the big, <laughs> big thing? <laughs> he might be, he might be. Go ahead, uh, Mark. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do your pitchers. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Chad Cool. So I, I don't have, I already have glasses on, but they're nowhere near as fancy. Um, but yeah, Chad Cool, 26% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's going against the Reds at home. Um, Coors is scary, just like Doc said, but, uh, the Reds are batting 189 as a team which is second to last in baseball, and they have scored the least amount of runs in baseball. So congratulations to the uh, Reds organization. Uh, you guys did it. You produced the worst baseball team you possibly could by selling everybody. So congrats. Um, but yeah, so so far, Cool has a 1.10 ERA over 16 innings. He has 13 Ks over that time. 
And this X ERA is 2.16. Uh, so it's, it's being backed up, um, with his expected stats and his whiff percentage is in the 89th percentile. So, um, not only is he getting whiffs, but he's limiting hard contact. So everything I'm saying from cool looks great. Uh, Daniel Lynch is my next, next guy. He, this is for deep, deep leagues, a Kansas City starter. Uh, he's 4% rostered and he goes against the Yankees on Sunday. So. First, I mean, this is like, if you're extremely desperate, I completely agree with Doc. It was hard to find streamers for this weekend. Um, but over his last innings, Lynch has, has not given up a single run. His last time out versus the White Sox, uh, Lynch struck out seven over six innings. Um, he does give up a bunch of hard contact and playing the Yankees. That's obviously a little scary, but they're going to be in Kauffman Stadium. So it, it shouldn't be as bad. Um, but he has the 5.25 ERA over his 84 innings total in Major League Baseball. So, you know, be a little, be a little afraid there. Um, but if you're desperate and you, he, he may be able to just continue what he's doing. And then another desperate pitcher, lastly, here is Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. 8% rostered, but luckily he's going against Baltimore. So the Orioles are the fourth worst hitting team in baseball. And last time, um, out Pavetta only gave up two runs against the Blue Jays in four and two thirds innings. And, he had six strikeouts, so Pavetta looked a lot better. And going into Baltimore, I like that matchup. Nice weekend Warriors there. I know Doc could be keeping an eye on those closely because he likes to give you a hard time if they don't do well. Yep. No, no, it's only for his questionables. Okay, that's what it was. And I um, want to just really quick, a shout-out to Chris Flexen. Last week, weekend Warrior, seven innings pitched. He got, he got you the win. He had five strikeouts, 1.29 ERA. It was just absolutely incredible. He was flexing on him. It was a flex and, zone. Yeah, and uh, Toby said, how are we handling Tyler Molly with his struggling start to the season? Hold, sell, low, or drop? I would hold. Is that what you guys are doing? I mean, hold. Yeah. I wasn't big mm-hmm. on Molly to begin this year. I don't think I you can drop. Everywhere. I just got to hold and just pray. Yeah. We'll I don't pray think together, drop. Toby. <laughs> and Britton said, uh, Nice hit second in the Oakland lineup. He's a legit, and he's eligible to play second and third base on NFPC. Yeah. Good, Good stuff. Multi-eligible positions are big. All right, our last regular segment before we get to our question in game, and it's arts charts. And uh, <laughs> go ahead, Elsie, take it away. Uh, first thing we want to do um, is look at uh, recap the trends that we've talked about so far this year. First week, we brought up the trends of oblique injuries. That seems to have slowed. So I'm going to remove that from the trends that we're monitoring as the season goes along. We're going to go with the second and third uh, uh, trends that we looked at <clears throat> to recap. Home runs, we looked at recaps last week. Last week, home run rate was at 2.8 per 100 at bats, 20% below 2021 levels. Home run rate uh, on the season currently is at 2.7, so it dropped over the past week per 100 uh, at bats. It's also even lower per compared to 2021 levels now than it was last week, 23% below 2021 <laughs> levels. Elsie, I'm sorry to interrupt you. This, right. <laughs> this is the segment I'm here for. <laughs> and Lucas said, this font choice is just... just <laughs> <laughs> they love it. This font choice is called Chiller, by the way. <laughs> it's the Chiller. chiller. Yeah. I I, uh, I I wanted to say before I went on, uh, Eric, you're going to have to let us know what your coworker thinks about your nicknames for this week. Okay, um, I'll ask him in the texts uh, in the text chain. I want to know. Um, so <laughs> the uh, the home run rate has dropped um, over the past week, and it's currently 23 percent below 2021 levels. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so that. true. For those listening, uh, Britain is Britain. Our our boy is uh, is 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 telling me that I look like Monster Energy uh, Monster Energy drink can nutrition charts on my arts charts, uh, um, and he's right. Uh, he's right. Um, come check it out on YouTube. We're at about the uh, hour eight mark right now. Um, so home runs continue to drop. And they continue to be below 2021 levels. A week ago, I told you to hold on to your struggling power hitters. I still think if you got a power hitter that you believe in who hasn't produced yet, calm that itchy trigger finger, especially if it's someone you were expecting big things from to begin the season. You don't know when the ball might change. You don't know when the weather might start to create a little bit more balls flying out of the yard. Hard to say. Home run rate is down, down, down. So, Make sure you are not getting rid of that power unless you have a really good ad for it. Stolen bases, recapping that one week ago. At, at one week ago, there were 155 stolen bases with 55 caught stealing on the season. In the last week, there were 88 successful steals with 33 attempts. So the success rate has stayed pretty steady throughout the season. Um, after a poor first week. We are still down on the success rate from last season. Last season, after three weeks, we were with a 78% success rate, 73% now. Most of that is in that poor first week when our success rate was down in the 60s for stolen bases. But attempts are up over last season, modestly up over last season, which is a nice sign. Hopefully, uh, that means you can get a little bit more stolen bases out there on that waiver wire. You can possibly pad your, pad your team stolen base totals. But, um, so it looks like stolen bases have stabilized from that first week. That's a good sign. The next thing I wanted to point out saves our next trend here saves. Uh, now I wanted to look at how many pitchers were getting saves. And who is get and whether or not we could say that there were people taking over their their team's um, role in the as a closer, and so I wanted to see if there were any trends. Looking at how many pitchers were recording a save, the first week of the season, thirty five pitchers recorded a save. The second week of the season, thirty five pitchers recorded a save again. In the third week, only thirty pitchers recorded a save. Um, so. I think that that might um, just be uh, variance, but we'll look and see if this is starting a trend where uh, teams are settling in on giving the opportunities to the same guys over and over again. I looked at it. Ten pitchers have recorded a save at least one, at least one save in each of the first three weeks of the season. Fourteen pitchers have recorded at least one save in two out of the three weeks. Um so there now some of these 14 pitchers in two out of three weeks are guys who you were who are expecting big things from Liam Hendricks being one Emmanuel Classe being another uh, other ones are are guys that you know you're not uh, you're not expecting a ton from and no one was looking at but a guy like we brought up earlier Jorge Lopez has had a save in each of the first three weeks only now he's getting on on the uh the radar People are spending a ton of money in their waiver wire pickups or, or jumping on him. Um, I think this is something that could be used to track uh, who might be taking over the role. Maybe you can get a, out in front of it. Um, 
I'm going to start to update this week to week to see who's been recording saves over the last few weeks. Hopefully that will help us uh, pick some uh, some uh, closers ahead of the pack, ahead of other people uh, from now on. So that's what I've been looking at this week. Oh, it's, it's a beauty. It's a beautiful thing, these arts charts. Another great job with that, Elsie. We just need to see your face to be able to thank you for it. Uh, Tell me that Joe Ryan's throwing a beauty in the game right now. <laughs> Sorry, Mari. Uh, uh, 83, uh, 83 pitches in and over seven innings. He's just dominating every step of the way, dude. Yeah. And, uh, t- our TJ, who's a real nice guy on Twitter, uh, he has a lot of good questions that he el- asks in my DMs and he's checking in with a question. Points league, I have way too many pitchers and I'm looking to flip two to three into an upgrade. What kind of pitcher do you think a package of Sonny Gray, Erod, and Andrew Heaney could get me? So you probably got like two SP4s and an SP5. I would, I would love to know what, um, what position he's kind of looking for. I think he's looking to upgrade like two, like a, a two for one deal. Yeah, oh. What kind of pitcher do you think a package of those could get? Man, that I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say this name because he's not a huge name, but production wise, like Patrick Sandoval it actually came to me too. I, I don't think, I think you can get more than that. Um, maybe you could do like two like guys like a Patrick Sandoval and like a or like a Jordan Montgomery. I think is like fair for that. I don't, I don't this, love Jordan Montgomery. I like him better than anyone here. I would Rest love if season. you could get like Logan Gilbert. Oh no, they're well, not getting Logan know. Gilbert for that. No. You don't think? No. no, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. Have yeah, you seen the stats? Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Get out. No, nobody's nobody's training IL Sonny Gray, Erod, and. The two people in the aisle and Erod for Logan. I, I like that we both thought of Patrick Sandoval because I that think was Patrick Sandoval head. would be. I think he would be lucky to get that. It yeah. it is a t- it is a tough trade. I have always found pitcher for pitcher. Um, I think it's much easier to go pitcher for hitter because uh, because it is it's too easy to compare the statistics of pitchers to find out which one you want more. Unless it's like a closer, I think. If I was going to trade those three, that package of pitchers for another pitcher, I would be looking for a closer probably because that might be able to get, you might be able to get a better higher end closer for three competent starters. Uh, I think two of which might end up being pretty, pretty darn solid. Uh, I'm not sure which two, but two of which are going to end up being pretty darn solid in the season. Maybe I'll get a top 10 closer for that. Yeah, that's a good thought. And then we'll do one more here before we get to our question in game. Did I miss the window to sell Jeremy Pena? Is he a safe drop for some of these guys with higher likelihood of getting me runs, stolen bases to win those categories in a head-to-head points league? And that's I keep or head-to-head league. I like him. Sort of Lucas, uh, Ruddy Lucas. Um, I've never been a big Jeremy Pena guy, but I think he's. I mean, it also depends on who's out there too. Like he's going to be better. I mean, he was hitting, I think, in the top of the Astros lineup recently too. Like he's still at the top, like able to get some counting stats. Yeah, now he's batting eighth, ninth, seventh, eighth. But I mean, overall, he's been doing pretty well. I mean, it's definitely more than we ever expected from him. Batting two forty six, three home runs, seven the RBIs. Offense right now is always stagnant. Like it is. I, I it's think, in the top. It's in the bottom ten overall. Yeah. So I, I think, I think everyone is due for a bounce back at some point. So I, yeah. I would hold on to him. Tucker and and Alvarez are both one of the highest XP like expected stats are like much better than their actual stats by leaps and bounds. So that's going to correct itself. So I, I would say, I think we all agree it would come into context of who you would be dropping him for. 
I don't think he's an automatic drop just to pick up somebody else at this point. That bore you, Doc? Might be talking. Does that bore you? It does. <laughs> Meet your ass. <laughs> All right. Let's get now to our question of the week. And our question of the week this week is, if you were a piece of baseball equipment, what would you be and why? I know what you would be, David. What would I be? You'd be a jock strap. Why is that? Because <laughs> you think you're a jock, but you're just a dick. Uh, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> you tell him I, there. I wasn't expecting a why. I just wanted that one line bigger. I, I removed. I removed it. No! From the, I removed no. Eric from the stream. I'm back. Ooh, you can't keep me away. Um. Uh, okay. Well, you know, just for the interest of time, I'll accept that one, Doc. <laughs> What is your choice for yourself? Uh, it's going to be cleat because a plugging the triple player's ball, the grand prize is the golden cleats, and it's just badass. Like think of that. You think of Ty Cobb, awful human being, but badass baseball player. That's it. Okay, Elsie. Well, um, the Ty Cobb as an awful human being trope is has been found that that was that was a, really exaggerated. He wasn't that uh, that bad of a human being. Uh, Al Stump, the writer, really wanted to uh, sell his book, so he he made up a lot of stuff about Ty Cobb. Actually, a pretty good guy. Um, I thought I, I I'm going to be a catcher's mask, and I want to be one of the hockey mask catcher's mask that helps you see better 300 more more uh, 180 field of vision, um, protects your head. Also, multiple sports. Hockey and baseball, and I'm a fan of multiple sports. I think I think that works pretty well for me. All right, and what about you, Marty? There's only one answer. I would like to be the baseball. Come on, when did you get hit? You get the fly, you know, go 400, maybe you go to a you know stand home run, get the fly 450 feet. Someone catches you, then you're chilling in a mantle the rest of your life. It's perfect. I love it. Toby That's said he I'd be spider tack, so I couldn't meet Garrett Cole. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's, yeah, I think, the I best answer that. so far. And uh said, Ty Cobb truther's on here. <laughs> <laughs> LC, the Ty Cobb truther right here. All right. Let's get to our last segment of the night. Don't do and anything to get us copyrighted, David. I won't. I'm going to play uh, a quick sound. I'll play, uh, where's my, this one. All right. Our game of the week. And I'm hosting this week. And I will give all the credit to this for Toby and Bubba because I heard them have this idea. They, it kind of floated around as like a, a, a potential fun game, but they didn't run with it. So I'm going to run with it. And again, this, they thought of this game, so I'm just taking their idea. And uh, so what it is, is I'm going to give you some stats and you have to tell me if it's a pitcher, a bad pitcher or a good hitter. Okay. <laughs> so the stats are O swing, Z contact, contact percentage, K rate, BABIP, bat, like walk percentage, home runs per nine, those, those types of numbers. Oh, gosh. I'm and be all you got to say is if it's a pitcher or a hitter. Okay. Simple right, enough. Okay. We're not even going to get into the weeds of you trying to guess with whoever it is. Okay. And if you are list or if you are on the stream, you can also play and take down these guys too. So we're going to start with our first guy here. And I have eight fangrafts tabs open. So you'll just have to stick with me as I try to go through each of these really fast. And our first guy is averaging. Where is my, okay. 
First guy is Kaying 8.9% of the time, walking 4.4% of the time, 0.9 home runs per nine, 302 average, 316 Babbitt. Who do you guys think that is? Is that a pitcher or a hitter? And we'll so it's, start. A, it's, a, it's a really good hitter or a really bad pitcher? Exactly. Okay. Can you say the stats one more time? Yes, let me put our music on. No, no, no it's uh, our night driving. I'm sorry. That's, that's our game music. Okay, so the stats for this first guy. He's uh, the BBs per nine is 1.8. Home runs per nine point nine, K percentage of eight point nine, walk percentage of four point four, an average of three oh two, a and a BABIP of three sixteen. Hitter. Doc. Pitcher. LC. It's definitely a pitcher. The correct answer is Casey Mize. And so. LC and Doc get a point for that one. Casey Mize always let me down no matter what. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> the, all of them, you're the one who didn't get that one, Marty. Um, all right. I don't know where, oh, we have a comment. Toby said pitcher. So Toby is, uh, also gets a point for that one. All right. Our next guy. This person, as I scroll down here, there we go. A 20.5% K percentage, 353 average, a 409 Babbitt, and what other numbers do you guys want? Uh, he's also got, you can see I researched this game very well before we came on here, <laughs> a 1.11 walk to K ratio. Yeah, we'll still with those numbers. <laughs> and a, boy, I said 409 Babbitt. So let's start with you, Elsie. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hitter. All right, Doc. I'm going pitcher and I'm gonna say Patrick Corbin for bonus <laughs> points. Marty. Hitter. Hold on, uh, who's Doc's favorite Doc? Doc Gooden, Doc Holiday, or Doc Hollywood? Oh, man, I I'm low key a Doc Gooden fan after seeing that uh documentary. Like the correct one. answer uh is Taylor Ward. Ouch. So Marty yes. and Elsie get points. Doc, you do not keep track of your own score because otherwise I'm gonna lose we'll track. Here, we'll be here another hour twenty. Yeah. All right, our <laughs> next player. 9.3 Ks per nine. A 22.6 K percentage. 9.5% walk percentage. A 293 average. And a, uh, what's another stat I'll give you? Oh, the, I was going to give you the, the con, like the Z and all those contact percentages, but, uh, let's just say that, oh, wait, uh, Got a 24.1% O swing, 57% Z swing, 40.7% overall swing. Can you read the first stats again? When there's like 30 seconds pause, I forget. Yeah. This is a... Goodness, there's a lot of scrolling. Nine... Uh, this person is a 22.6% K percentage, a 9.5% walk percentage, 
1.47 home runs per nine, a 358 Babbitt, 293 batting average. Who goes first? Uh, uh, Doc. I think I. Oh, Doc goes first. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Um, pitcher. Marty. Pitcher. LC. Pitcher. The correct answer is Dane Dunning. You, you can't give. Your alter ego. You can't give home runs per nine and K's per nine. If you're trying. I, to I meant to give K. Per, I meant to give K percentage. That's why I'm like. This is a hard game to balance out. This is not going very well. True. Okay. It's true. Planning would have helped. Yeah. Um, okay. This next player has a 12.3% walk percentage, a 13.7% K percentage, 283 average, has a. Uh, what other stats am I going to give you? Has a. Where's okay? Here we go. Has a thirty point three percent O swing, sixty six percent O contact percentage, eighty eight point eight percent Z contact percentage. Who is it, Marty? Hitter. And Toby guessed hitter last time. He's guessing hitter this time. LC. Um, I'm gonna go pitcher. Doc. I'm gonna go hitter. It is Anthony Rizzo. Ah, yes. All right, got a few more here for you. Next player. I scroll down here to get to there. Okay, has a twenty percent K percentage, fourteen point seven percent walk percentage, a three eighty one batting average, four eighty nine Babbitt. Also has for their other swing stats, has a. 27.8% O swing has a 63.7% Z swing, a 90.8% Z contact. Who is this player? LC. That's a pitcher. Toby guesses hitter. Doc. Go pitcher. Marty. Pitcher. It is Patrick Corbin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness when gracious. you said 381, I was like, it's time for answer Patrick Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next player. I got four, by the way. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, what do you guys got. have? Four. Four. All right. 23.5% K percentage, a 5.9% walk percentage, 242 batting average, 279 Babbitt. Uh, this player also has... The rest of their stuff is not loading. So based off of those numbers, who would you pick? And I believe we are starting with Doc this time. I'm going to go hitter. Nobody's guessing pitcher. Marty. Pitcher. LC. 23.5. That's going to be... That's going to be a hitter. The correct answer is Daniel Lynch. Oh, Pitcher, baby. All right, we've got two left. Wait, Marty's um, really leading this? Yeah, he, he is. is. All right. This next player has a 4.4% walk rate, a 28.9% K rate, a 317 batting average, 318 Babbitt. Who is this player? And I think we are now starting back with Marty. That's yeah, sure. Art. 
317 batting average rule, 318 Babbitt. Yep. That's, that's a that's a pitcher. It's a pitcher. And what did you say, Marty? Pitcher. Toby, if you're at five with Marty, what did you say for this one? I'm at I'm at six now. The correct answer is I think Toby's typing it, but the correct answer is Byron Buxton. What? I was wrong. Wow. Okay, so you're still at five, Marty. Damn it. So Toby, I uh, I guess it's tied with you still. His average and his Babbitt. Yeah, three seventeen average, three eighteen Babbitt. All right. That's Should according to Fangraphs. By that, by that low uh, percentage. Our last player here has a seven point four percent walk rate, a thirty two point four percent K rate, a two ninety seven Babbitt, a two thirty eight batting average. Who would that be? And Toby guessed pitcher, so you guys are still. This is the last one, and we're starting with LC. Um, I'm gonna go hitter. Doc, I'm debating if I want to go different than Art, but then I have to go different than Marty. So I'm trying to think of what Marty's gonna think it's gonna be. Oh my god, just pick. <laughs> um, I'll do pitcher. All right, and Marty. Uh, Carlos Rodon, pitcher. Oh, he's very confident. Well, the correct answer is Cody Bellinger. Oh! Hey, what do you know? Nice He can job. hit now. He can hit again. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah, that's... These were hard to pick, like, hitters that were, like, producing, like, pitchers. and Or bad pitchers and vice versa. And uh, Toby guessed pitcher there, so Toby didn't get that one right either. So... Five, five. Elsie, what'd you finish with? Five. <laughs> we have a huge, a huge tie there. And that's all the ones I have. And we're already at an hour and a half. So, uh, we're just going to say that we're all, uh, we're all winners on the tonight's episode, except, Yay. Doc. except Doc. Yay. I'd say, no, give, give it to Toby. I think he had five, two. So he was. Yeah. Toby, Toby played. He got the five, two. So nice job, Toby. But on that note, we're going to wrap the episode up here. If you enjoy the content, thank you all for, first of all, thank you all so much for that. We're in the comments throughout the show that's the best way of doing these with you guys there interacting with us that's i love it so much i know the other guys do too so thank you all those guys and um thank you all for checking us out on youtube hit like comment down below subscribe to the channel we are live every single wednesday or thursday night depending on the week but we are usually live one of those two nights and then the next day we're on the podcast where you can subscribe for our podcast and you can give us a five-star rating and review those are always appreciated, but thank you all for the support. We'll be back next week for another fun week of baseball, but until then, everyone, we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you all in the next one.